right. So today, to continue, we actually are going to watch a video by Andrew Tate and how he's down talking therapy. <laughs> Yo, this guy is fucking funny, bro. This guy is hilarious. Like, I can't oh, even... Like, I, I, this guy is like a fucking... Like funny, bro. <laughs> this guy. What's the title of that one? It's called Therapy Ruins You. <laughs> so a therapist, a therapist reaction to a therapy ruins you video by Andrew Tate. Now let's listen to what he has to say. Right. Word. My logic is infallible and I have a genuine problem with therapy as a whole. So let's start from the beginning. What is therapy? Well, therapy is the idea that you need to go through life crying about the bad things that have happened to you, to some other mortal being as if they are God, and that somehow that makes things better. You need to go to some other normal human with their own problems, who is, who's no better than you, and sit there and go, oh, this happened, that happened, and sit there and bitch about it, and that somehow this inaction is going to improve your life. This Tate speech is going to have a lot of different elements to it, because my problems with therapy are varied. But one of my largest problems with therapy is that it's antithesis to my worldview. And my worldview is that action always wins. Momentum, speed, power, forward, forward, forward. Anyone who's done business with me knows the first thing I say is, okay, good idea. How quickly is it done? The sooner it's done, the sooner it makes money. If it takes two days instead of one day, that's one extra day we've lost we can never make money during. You want to be a millionaire, do things quickly. Action wins. Therapy is not action. Therapy is sitting and crying and complaining. Talk is not action. A fucking chit-chat isn't action. Is it, G? No. G knows. Action is doing something. If you feel depressed, G, you're going to spill my fucking coffee and you're ruining my tape speech. Piss off. If you feel depressed, you go to the gym. You do something. You don't sit and cry about it. No, I feel depressed. Let's go sit and have a talk. Words don't count as action, not in the harsh realm of reality. So that's one of the first problems I have with therapy. You know, to speak on that first problem about therapy is that, like, um, first of all, for people to actually get up and actually go and talk to a therapist, to me, that's action, too. Right. If you're on the basis of momentum and talking about go, 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 and your behavior makes the biggest difference, therapy is actually that. You're actually coming to a therapist to sit down to talk about your problems that you are going through. That is action. Talking is action. And as a therapist, I must say that, you know, if you were to define therapy as inaction, then I think you're off and that's not logical. <laughs> I think that's fucking crazy. It's crazy what he's saying. And I understand his whole motto of just work, 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 shut the hell up, work, work, work. Um, but, you know, when he's talking about therapy, he's like really generalizing a lot of different people that have a lot of different issues going on mentally. Um, and there are different levels even, right? Yeah, like different, different problems, like, like all different types of problems. Like, like working with a, <laughs> someone who's like bipolar, someone who has personality disorders. Like it's, there's so many levels to it that it's not just, Hey, uh, you know, <laughs> forget about your psychology. You're just not working hard enough. Right. It, it, yeah. And like, there's a reason why you aren't. And if you are fucking depressed or if you are suffering from like ADHD and focusing problems and like, right. you know, shit like that and, or bipolar or whatever the case may be, then yeah, you gotta like, you know, do something about it. Obviously. I mean, when I work with clients, I do tell them to do shit. Like I do, I do always emphasize on the power of going to the gym. I always do emphasize on the power of pushing yourself when you are feeling in that fatigued state of mind. 
I always emphasize on these things. I always tell people this is the best way to live your life is by adding a lot of meaning to it. So, I mean, when they come to somebody to talk about their problems, that's actually action. And it really all depends if the client is making that action. And a lot of times what fucking sucks is that sometimes clients don't even, um, you know, do, do what I say sometimes. Like I tell them like, Hey, you know, okay. You're struggling with like your weight issues. You're, you're, you're depressed because you're, you know, you're, you're, you're overweight. Right. But, um, what are you doing to work on that? You know, you're not doing anything. And I had to say like, that's the problem. You're not doing anything. So I agree with I, I agree with Andrew Tate when he's talking about movement and action and, and, and go, go, go and do something. I think that's I think that's true. But I think people actually can find that in therapy as well, like to learn that in therapy. Right. And sometimes it's good to have some people, unfortunately, need some sort of accountability, too. Right. And that's a big thing is that in therapy, there is accountability. Sometimes I do, you know, hold my clients accountable. I say, hey, how was your past week? Did you hit up the gym? No, you didn't. You fucked up. Okay. So what are you going to do this week? Right. Are you going to change that? Or are you going to stay stuck? Are you going to be depressed and, and mope? Or are you going to move? Are you gonna, let's, let's talk about how we can reframe your mind. Let's talk about how we can sort of deal with things and, 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 and accomplish things more effectively. So, like, I do think therapy is a form of action. So I'm sorry, Andrew Tate. I kind of have to disagree with you on that one. But I agree with you on the momentum thing. I'm not sorry. It's 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 definitely action. It's the first step to action. It's actually the, probably like the second or third. I think change comes with first realizing that there's a problem, then identifying the problem, then wanting to change, then taking actions towards change. So I think that going to a therapist and realizing like the word you use is stuck and what is why are you stuck um, and figuring out what steps you could take to unstick yourself uh, that is action and that is what therapy is about because his definition of therapy was just uh, <laughs> sit around and cry and mope and you know keep talking about the same thing over and over no that's actually not the case like in therapy we are going to process we're going to evaluate we're going to get some insight we're going to get some different perspectives and then we're going to move towards change that's the big part funny guy but let's see what he has to say next right. what is the second reason let's, let's see. see therapists don't want you to get better Therapists want little piles of goo they can poke at, little weak individuals they can just poke at and ask stupid questions to who are going to pay an hourly rate forever. It's not in their business model to improve your life. It doesn't make any sense. They just want to sit there and let you just talk shit as long as it takes. What's crazy about this is how can you go and sit in front of a therapist and not, and not cross your mind that this, this therapist has a bullshit life anyway? All these therapists are getting divorces and cheating on their fucking wives and are just as depressed as you. So why the fuck do you think they know anything? If therapists understand psychology so well, why are they not all living these perfect ideal lives? Well, they're not because they don't know shit. And I say this to therapists, and we're going to get onto my story about therapists. When I said this to therapists, they go, oh, we don't claim to be perfect. Well, if you don't claim to be perfect, then what you know doesn't mean shit. If you're telling me that your own knowledge cannot be applied to yourself to provide yourself with a perfect life, then you cannot provide anyone else with a perfect life. Therefore, who gives a fuck what you think? You're an idiot. The idea that therapy is somehow necessary or mandatory is, a, is a just new age Western garbage. I actually watched a really interesting documentary about a girl in the 1970s who was in a plane crash in Brazil, I think it was, somewhere in South America. And the plane crashed and everyone died except for her. And when she woke up, she, the plane crashed, she was knocked out. She woke up, still in the seat, next to her decapitated mother and dead bodies all around her. She got up, she foraged for food, she had some cuts and bruises, one of them got an infection, 
For four days, she was surviving the jungle before she was succumbing to the fever she had from the infection. She laid down ready to die and got found by some local people, which nursed her back to health. She ended up going back to Germany. She was a German girl. And they said, well, what happened afterwards? She goes, well, I went to Germany and my dad uh, obviously thought I was dead, but I wasn't. So uh, he told me to get a job and I got a job and uh, that's it. Carried on with life. And literally they ask her, well, didn't you, do didn't you go to therapy? She saw her decapitated mother next to her after a fucking plane crash. And her reply was, no, in those days we didn't do therapy. She just carried on with life. Now you're telling me that she can carry on with life and get on with things after seeing her decapitated mother after fucking nearly dying from some jungle fever bullshit. But you need therapy because people say mean words to you on the fucking internet. You're a pussy. <laughs> this guy fucking knows how to talk. This guy just could talk and talk and like yeah. he made so Great presentation, man. I fucking yo, this guy, man. I can't. I gotta meet this guy. But anyway, besides like that, okay. The second reason that he's basically saying that th that therapy is pointless because us as therapists do not want to see our clients get better. That is false, <laughs> right, bro? That's like my main goal. Sometimes I'm like, I'm sometimes to be honest with you, I'm kind of tired of talking to some clients after right. a long while. You know, it's like a year goes by and I'm just like. You know, I, I think I think we I think it's time to terminate because I think you're actually doing really well, and it does show that you are doing really well. You know, like your right. progress, your my progress notes, and everything that I have based on what you've been telling me, you're doing good. And that's right. the thing about me, like I'm I'm actually a very effective therapist. Like I actually do um, help a lot of people. Like right. I actually do have good progress notes for a lot of my clients. Every time a client comes into therapy, they leave like freaking a new person. And I love that about my job because that gives me purpose. Yes. So Andrew Tate, once again, I personally like helping people and I have helped a lot of people. So I'm not in it just to constantly hear the same person talk and talk and talk. Because if you check my waiting log right now, I got a ton of people waiting for services and I don't need to keep somebody for more than six months or a year just to make my, my ends meet. Like I have a whole uh, line of people that that are waiting for services, so that's a that's a big no no. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are therapists that do that. I'm pretty sure there are therapists that try to take advantage of people and like you know try to like just get them to come in just to talk, talk, talk. I mean, yeah, it's bad apples everywhere. Uh, of course, like bad police officers, right. bad bad. Uh, what is it? What is Andrew Tate? MMA fighter? Uh, He's just X, X, X MMA, X, X, X MMA. This X. So that. there are bad MMA fighters currently. too. I don't know if he's like he's still good or not, but maybe he got bad. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But there are a lot of um, you know bad apples in every profession. So maybe you're right on that, Andrew. Maybe you are right on the fact that there are bad therapists that are basically taking advantage of people. Maybe there are. But I think it's up to the person to recognize that. But I think for the most part, a lot of therapists are in the field to literally and passionately help people like I. Right. So what you said, I second everything you said. And number two, his example was horrible, horrible. So he used this heroic <laughs> example of this one situation, which was really tragic. 
and the person got over it and just kept life and kept pushing the Andrew Tate way. Mm. So, but not everybody is like that, Andrew. Not everybody is. Not everybody has that resilience. Not everyone is resilient. Everyone's resilience really depends on so many different things: their life experiences, their struggles that they went through, genetic dispositions. Genetic dispositions. There's a lot of things with resilience, and you know, Andrew, congrats to you because you seem like a really resilient person. Like you seem extremely resilient, and sometimes I wish I have some of your resilience because Mm. you are a freaking resilient person it seems like that well that's what you portray exactly i don't know if there's there's a there's a there's a deep down thing and you this is just a facade that you put up on a camera right but we'll never know right but you know everyone's different in their resilience everyone has a different um way of dealing with problems some people could get through trauma a lot more faster and effectively than others some can't and i've seen that i work with i work with kids that really wanted to literally kill themselves because their dad neglected them I know that's like something that, you know, it's hard for a child to go through. And, you know, I had to help that child. And I did. The kid was nearly about to literally kill himself. Like I had a call. You know, he came to me and said, I want to kill myself today. Mm -hmm. And I had to get the ambulance up in here. I had had to get him the help. And I got him the help. And he was fucking grateful. Right. That's the thing. Um, The way he's just talked about trauma is so nonsensical and just ridiculous and just unfair to the research and just of where we've gotten with trauma bro it's especially generational <laughs> trauma yeah it's clickbait to say, to say something like that a lot of people are gonna raise their ears like we are and we're gonna be like what the fuck well some people won't some people will say you know what he's right right mm. and they're gonna go on this what he says po- uh, power and energy and 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 but that's why we got to get this fucking podcast out so people can right. understand the power of fucking therapy so right. they can continue to get it. It's not a Western world pussy thing that people come and talk about their it's problems. Not. Nah, there's way deeper shit to that. Right. And Andrew, like, you don't know unless you're in the field. So I'm telling you exactly. that there's a lot more to it than what you're saying because I've actually been in the field for seven years. So, like, I, I know I've heard traumas. I've heard grief stories. I heard it all. I've heard sexual addictions. I've heard fucking, you know, bipolar issues, borderline personality disorder issues. I've heard depressive issues. I heard lack of focusing issues. I heard family issues. I heard relationship issues. So if you think that as a therapist, you know, our work is like simple or some shit, it's not. There's a lot to it. And I'm happy to do this job. And I'm happy to help a lot of people. That's right. Let's keep going. All right. Let's see see what else he has to say. Let's see. Press the play button. The thing with all this new age shit is that something should be universal across the human condition. If therapy was so necessary, it would have been necessary forever. The fact that it wasn't necessary before and is now necessary means it's new think, new age, and you've been conditioned to believe that you need it. People survived without it for a very, very long time. Therapy is not necessary. That bitch from Germany in the plane has been through more shit than you will ever go through, more shit than I've ever been through. And she didn't need fucking therapy, so why do you need therapy? Because you're a pussy. Now, I've actually sat across from therapists three distinct times. Three individual times I have been forced to attend some psychoanalyst bullshit. I'm going to tell you what happened. So for these three times I had to see a psychoanalyst were all for TV shows. I've been on a, a variety of reality TV shows. Genuinely eight Think of you. Snake. Genuinely eight of you are, are the piss taken. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you what I've seen. From what I've seen, eight of you. Snakes. Snakes, you know, snakes. Uh, not so arguing with someone to their face and slacking them off to the diary. Don't rise to it. 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 Don
snakes. Oh yeah, well. Be okay. respectful because you've come into here. You came into here and we caught eight of us snakes. Yeah, of course. And they make you go and see a psychologist to ensure you're not going to kill anyone else or kill yourself or anything weird when you're on TV. So I'm sitting in front of this psychologist. I sit down. He goes, oh hi, what's your name? I'm talking to him. We're having a little bit of a chit chat. And then I said to him, he asked me, oh, why'd you become a kickboxer? Thinks he's fucking smart. Mr. Fucking pen and paper. Why'd you become a kickboxer? Violent tendencies, uh, mas he likes to f appear masculine. Fuck knows what he was writing down. Some gay, stupid shit. Because you know these people are fucking idiots. Why did you become a kickboxer? I said, why did you become a therapist? He goes, well, I really found it interesting. I said, yeah, but it's not a science, is it? And he goes, well, why do you say that? I said, well, one plus one is always two. But with an alcoholic, you can have a person whose father was an alcoholic, so they're an alcoholic. You can have a person whose father was an alcoholic, so they don't drink alcohol at all. People can be in the same situation, have very different outcomes depending on who they are as an individual. So it's not science because it's not exact. The whole point of a science is that you can predict the future. For something to be science, for something to be exact, you have to be able to predict the future with it. One plus one is two, which means if I take one and one and put them together again, it will be two again in the future. This is how we can put rockets into space because we can predict, we can see where the planet's gonna be. We know where to put the satellites. We can work things out. You can predict the future with a science. You can't predict the future with psychology. You can't sit there and psychoanalyze someone and tell me what I'm going to do. You can't stop me throwing this cup of coffee in your face. You can't stop me doing shit. You don't know anything. So it's not a science. And he sat there and he thought, hmm, this motherfucker's smarter than I expected. And he waited for a few seconds. He goes, oh, well, it's not exact, but you know, there are, there are some very general rules. And that was his answer. Now, psychologists do this a lot. Psychologists, therapists, etc. They give stupid ass answers. And because 99% of people are stupid, they get away with it. There's some general rules. I said, oh, there's some general rules. Then why are we speaking, friend? Because I'm not a general individual. General rules, by your own description, general rule means it must apply to people in general. It must apply to the masses. It must apply to normal people. It's the average of the bell curve. I'm an exceptional individual. I'm a four-time kickboxing world champion with a genius IQ. I've made more money than you will ever make. I've done things you could never do. I'm smarter than you are. So why are you talking to me? All of your general rules do not apply to exceptional people. Otherwise, they'd be rules for the exceptions. You just said general rules. You have just admitted you are not qualified to interview me. Is it true or false? True or fucking false? He just admitted general rules for general idiots. You're clearly above everyone, Andrew Tate. You're the Lord of Earth. So I don't know shit about you. So he sits there with his pen, doesn't know what to say because I'm correct, and just starts writing things down. So he's writing things down, and eventually I got tired of him writing things down, so I stood up, just stood up really quick. And as I stood up, he shat himself and dropped his pen. I stood up and he went and dropped his pen. This is the, these, these are your masters. These are the therapists you worship. These are your lords. When I stand up, he shits himself. Don't hurt me like a fucking pussy. Therapist. I just looked at him. He had genuine shame in his eyes. He knew he fucked up. Him and I know. I guarantee I changed the trajectory of his career for the rest of his life. He will never forget the day he met Andrew Tate. Not only did he get out-argued, not only did he get embarrassed, but he felt shame when he dropped his pen. And I said, his pen was on the floor. I said, you dropped your pen. And I walked out the room. He didn't call me back. He didn't want to see me again. I never saw that report. I don't know what he wrote down. And I'm sure he made up a whole bunch of shit. Oh, aggressive, oh, this, oh, that. Try to like make himself feel better by writing bad things on the piece of paper. But the reality is he could not defend his own profession. And in the harsh reality of the world, he shat himself. 
Now, why did he shit himself? I'll tell you why. Because when I said at the beginning of this video, action versus inaction. Therapists live in a world of inaction to sit and chit chat and talk and discuss. Maybe, hmm, tell me when you were 12, when you, that time you had that orange juice, uh, like who gives a shit? I live in a world of action and you know what action is? Physical force. He was afraid I was gonna attack him. Now I'm not a violent man, but because I embarrassed him, because I destroyed his worldview so brutally, he was left in a, a state of childlike fear. He was left in a state where he was sitting there feeling vulnerable. So when I stood up and he saw my pure physical prowess, he shat himself. A vulnerable man in a vulnerable state with supreme force moving quickly in front of him. Of course he dropped his pen. What else is he going to do? Action. Me standing up is real action. Me whooping someone's ass is real action. Sitting there having a chit chat and writing things down is inaction. Therapists live in a world of inaction. I live in a world of action. And as I said at the beginning, action always trumps inaction. All right. All right. So let's, let's, let's talk about that real quick. All right. This guy keeps talking about inaction because we just sit down, we write our notes, we analyze, and we try to like discover things that people are unaware of. So like, um, you know, it's an interesting thing because now I'm going to bring it to like actual research um, in the field of therapy, I guess, like, or in the field of psychology when it comes to therapy. Like uh, there's actually like a few um, research articles that were based on the idea that the question was like, does therapy actually help? You know, and actually interesting articles. And yeah. what it actually showed was that people who attended therapy had more, more of a subjective well-being is what they call that measurement right mm -hmm. because subject because you can't measure well-being objectively just like he was saying so he has right. a point he has a point that psychology is pretty subjective and we talked yeah. about this right yeah. especially science and psychology i agree with you on that one psychology science is pretty subjective because there are a lot of confounding variables with people's lives everyone has a different life like he was saying like an alcoholic an alcoholic probably has an alcohol problem because their father has an alcoholic problem or just maybe trauma and life experiences so you, it's not you can't really pinpoint and say alcoholism is based on some sort of like exact genetic disposition or some sort of exact trauma that anyone can witness or, or go through right which is true you know like yes it is very subjective but that doesn't mean that therapy is not helpful mm. because like therapy you can definitely analyze go through the discussions go through like self-awareness self-actualize like not actualization but more so self-awareness and with self-awareness you could definitely build some sort of confidence within yourself and knowing yourself better as an individual to take on that issue of alcoholism talk to him and with that you know it's, it's an interesting thing i mean i've seen it unfold in front of my eyes i've helped people with alcoholic problems use less alcohol i've had people with um you know, issues with like cheating and, and, and you know, uh, infidelity changed their ways. I've had people who've stopped drinking, who've stopped smoking, who've changed their lives drastically through therapy. And this is why like a lot of people like come to me. It's because of that exact reason. They tell their friends, hey, I have a great therapist. I know a great guy who does this. I, I don't know if that's a general thing for all therapists. I've, I haven't heard other people's uh, experiences with therapists. Unfortunately, I feel like sometimes I wish therapy sort of didn't have like such a confidentiality basis to it so we could mm. actually know what is going on and who's being helped and why so it could become more of a science just Dirty. like andrew tate is arguing but mm -hmm. because of these hipaa these stupid hipaa laws that we can't you know tell people's uh, medical information i agree with why because obviously people don't want their medical information to get out but i do feel like there's a lot of benefit in all these cases that we have as therapists and the people that we've helped 
And I feel like sometimes like, you know, I, I, you know, as a, as, as a, as a client to a therapist myself, I just feel like if I got my shit out to the world, people can connect with that and relate to it. And people would actually, um, you know, connect to it and might right. gain something from it. But unfortunately because of HIPAA and I wouldn't mind if, if, if that were to be the case, I wouldn't mind people knowing my problems. I mean, well, cause my problems aren't probably that drastic. That could probably change, you know, True. Uh, things like that. My problems aren't really that that big of an issue. But, you know, I mean, it helps me. I feel like every time I go to therapy, it's it's great. I like it. I like fucking talking for 45 minutes for a person. I'm still successful. I'm still happy. I'm still fucking, you know, making a lot of uh, money in my practice and, and hiring people and doing what I got to do. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not at the top G level. Right. <laughs> I'm not making billions. Right. But one day, I'm going to. Right. So... My thing with this part of the video is his example is that he saw a psychologist. Who knows if he was a psychologist, a therapist, a psychiatrist, um, or just a general consultant and counselor. He probably doesn't know the difference either. Um, <laughs> but there's a big difference between all those terms and all those professions. That's and, true. That's true. Um, he saw this person because he had to be on this TV show. I think part of it also, I think he likes to boast a little bit on, like, the things he's done. So I think, like, he threw in the TV show just for that reason as well. And and it's, like, kind of like, you know, when you enter NYPD, FDNY, and all those other things, you have to see a psychologist or someone in the mental health profession to make sure, like he said, that you are mentally well to be in that position that you're being hired. So... At the end of the day, that psychologist, like, his thing was just check off some boxes to make sure that he wasn't, like he said, going to kill someone, going to kill himself, or do something that's too irate or too out there. Um, and that's his only mission. Like, that's his only thing. Like, I'm I'm, I, I'm, I'm not saying, I, you know, I don't want to talk bad on that psychologist, but he probably doesn't have too much experience outside of those things. Right, like he doesn't have too much experience with someone who is like Andrew Tate, which I think Andrew Tate is, is a very particular kind of person. Um, yeah, I want to, I want to work with Andrew Tate. Right. Yo, Andrew Tate, please let me let me give you some therapy. <laughs> let me therapize you. <laughs> let me let me get into your mind and your emotions and feel that shit. <laughs> All right, I was Pause. <laughs> Pause. So, you know, I think that him giving that example of that one scenario, of, which is really out there and just for TV show purposes and evaluating a whole spectrum of professionals and a whole field of, of profession off of that one experience is just silly. Um, and you <laughs> know, true. and then, I mean, it's comical as well when he said he stood up and his pen dropped and So he has, yeah, he has this vigor, he has this strength, he has this poise, he has this energy to him that, um, could be really off-putting and can be really, uh, offsetting for people at times, I'm sure, especially if you haven't been around that kind of energy, so... The fact that he said, you know, he shat himself and he, I am the Lord of all lords. You know, I, I think it's actually quite an interesting comment. And, you know, I always question if that is you know, hilarious. If he fell, if he would fall into any of like, you know, of the personality disorders or anything else, um, you know, because it, it gets deep therapy and mental health and it, it gets a lot deeper than just. Uh, work hard or just put this face on and, and be confident and push forward. 
So, you know, his idea of a psychologist, one experience as a psychologist, I think he don't even talks about another experience. Um, it's very subjective and just very out there. Yeah, because, you know, everyone's uh, experience with therapy, once again, is different. You know what I mean? I think that, like, I, I, I personally believe that, like, the therapist makes a huge difference in people's uh, process. And actually, you know, one Hell thing yeah. I do believe um, is that, like, it's actually based on, like, more of, like, a personality thing, I feel like. Like, I think that different personality types are cut out to be therapists and mm. some just kind of aren't. Mm. Sorry to say that and be strong on that one, but I think right. it's true. Um, you know, I've definitely have interned many students in my past and I've always analyzed their personality types. And I just feel like there's certain personality types that work best with people. And I think those typically typical personality types are like the ENFJs mm. or the INFJs. Ooh, if you know about deep. if you know about personality types, um, Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs personality yes, assessment or like not even the Myers-Briggs, but you could even go on a website, 16personalities.com, take a personality one. test and yes, get your uh, personality type. But I do feel like ENFJs and INFJs are probably like the best or yeah, are the best suited for like counselors and therapists and stuff like that. And I noticed that in my own practice and profession when I work with um, interns and students in the counseling field. And um, I've noticed that difference. I've noticed it all the time, actually. And I feel like, yeah, it's just an interesting concept. So, like, maybe the therapist that he probably got, I don't know who he was or how long he's been in the field or whatever. But, I mean, I'm not, once again, down talking. I don't know if that was even, like, a real situation. Right. Maybe he's just it's, make, it, making up a funny story, but right. I don't know. There's you know? levels. There's always, like you said, there's, like, levels in personality and, you know, other compatibility and other things into the field. So not all therapists are the same. Like, someone told me something very interesting and you know basically he told me you know what do they call doctors who gra graduated from harvard doctors what do they call doctors who graduated in the top of their class from harvard doctors mm -hmm. toast to that what do they call you know uh police officers that actually help people right cops what do they call police officers that kill people? Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> There's always going to be those bad apples. Yeah. Always going to be a rotten apple. And, uh, and they're all the same, you know. Not arrow therapist got that sauce, you know. Just because you've seen that sauce and that, you know, that flow right here, don't mean they all got it, you know. they all Everybody different. It all depends on the compatibility. That's what I tell people all the time. It's like when you look for a therapist, it's like dating. You got to make sure the compatibility and the chemistry is there as well. No, that's definitely true because I've had clients that I, I, I knew I couldn't work with from the beginning. For sure. Like, um, yo, oh my God. I'm just going to keep names out of it, but I'm going to use different. You got any middle-aged white woman? Middle-aged. I've had. Do you have right now? No, nah, not right you now. You see? Not, I don't have anything against middle-aged white women because they get offended and shit, but, you know. The yeah. trick of the trade. I mean, hey, like I'm they just pay, out here to help whoever they want I can. My consultation, they pay extra. Hey, sometimes I feel kind of weird. I think sometimes, like uh, when it comes to ethnicity and therapy, I think there's a big, uh, big uh, thing there. Like I think you gotta kind of, um, oh for sure, definitely uh, feel it out. See what you know. This person clicks with you. They don't. It's 
whatever they can't it's like dating man yeah it's like Tell dating me. it is kind of like dating you know you just got to find that right therapist and that's what's helpful the most you know yeah but uh yeah typically most of my clients are you know uh, minorities but i do also have white clients yeah you know so it's not I think that's a whole like episode in its own because I'd be like I'm saying just, white, and I feel like some white folks maybe feel some type of way. So that's like a, a whole episode on its own. I mean more like whiteness. whiteness. You know what I'm saying? Like one my, my my whole team, well not my whole team, but a good part of my team is white, but they don't have that whiteness. If that makes sense, you know. I think that's a whole explanation on its own. But no. all right, so you want to finish this? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's, let's watch the rest of this. Let's there. see what's going on here. It is detrimental. Not only is it useless, not only is it not science, not only is it bullshit, it actually makes people worse. The worst thing you can do if you have a problem is sit and fucking talk about it all day. People say you shouldn't bury your problems because if you repress them, that's bullshit. World War II, how many people died? Did everyone sit around and fucking go, oh, we don't have time to rebuild all the cities and, and create the NHS. We need to sit and fucking talk about all the bad things that's happened. Every single person has a horror story from Russia to Germany through France, England, America, the Japanese, the Philippines. Everyone has something bad to say. So let's somehow clone the entire population of Earth so we have enough fucking therapists and sit there and talk all day instead of getting shit done. Bullshit. People shut up and they got shit done. There's nothing wrong with fucking having something bad happen to you, internalizing it the best you can, maybe speaking about it with someone close to you, but in general, just shutting the fuck up and getting on with it. Therapy is detrimental, and I'll tell you why. I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you once and for all. Robin Williams is my test case. So I often say depression isn't real. If you don't know that about me, you can watch my video on Tate Speech about my mind tricks on how to beat depression. Depression is a state of mind, and with an iron mind, you can destroy it. I teach people how to do this. But Robin Williams is the case people often come to me and say, well, if depression isn't real, why did Robin Williams kill himself? And that's a good, that's a pretty good argument. I mean, Robin Williams was famous. He was a millionaire. He didn't have to grow old gracefully. He could have had 19-year-old girlfriends for the rest of his life and drove Lamborghinis and bungee jumped and do whatever the fuck he wanted. He was liked by everyone. No one disliked him. No negative attention, no negative media, nothing. So why does Robin Williams kill himself? Well, I'll tell you why. Therapy is why. Robin Williams did 12 years of therapy. For 12 years, not only was he taking mind-altering antidepressant drugs, which is a video in and of itself, why I'll never do antidepressants. But on top of that, every single day he's sitting there with a fucking therapist. If you sit in front of someone all day, every day, and talk about all the bad things that have ever happened to you all day, every day, you're gonna feel pissed off. Even I would wanna jump off a fucking bridge if I spent 12 years talking to some dickhead about all the bad things that's happened in my life. It's detrimental. Sitting there crying about bad things is never gonna help you. If you're the kind of person who feels like they need therapy, you need someone to talk to, to make me feel better, do you know what you are? You're useless. Because in the harshest realities of this cold world, there are people in Syria whose entire families have been blown to fuck with a bomb from the sky who are still getting up every day, making fucking bread and selling it on the streets so they have enough money to buy a new pair of sandals sometime next year. While you're crying about fucking nothing with your first world bullshit to some dickhead therapist who probably does coke on the weekends. Another thing therapists do, you'll notice, they talk in riddles. They speak in riddles. Hmm, well, why do you think that is? The reason they speak in riddles is because they don't tell you anything. They ask you questions. Hold on, so I just, I just, it's funny that you said the thing about Robin Williams. I want to speak on that. He said right. 12 years of therapy, and then Robin Williams decided to kill himself. So is he basically blaming therapy for the fact that Robin Williams killed himself? Right. I don't know. 
I I guess the first thing I thought was like, how do you know he would not killed himself twelve years earlier? Yeah, if it wasn't for therapy. Exactly, because he must have been going through something in the first place. That's why he started therapy. Sure. So that's a bad example. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like someone who can't really analyze certain sample sizes and certain examples like that would be like, oh, he's so right. Like if this yeah. person, this person who had all the money, who had all the fame, who had all the happiness, and then went to Joker, therapy, and it went to therapy, and, and then he, he didn't killed succeed? himself twelve years later. I can't succeed. Oh my god, bro! Oh, therapy is horrible. Yeah, he's right. No, right. It doesn't work like that, man. That's crazy. Like you don't know all the components of Robin Williams' life, life. yeah, like, and his whole. I don't know. Maybe he had a personality disorder or something going on, or you know, some serious depression or something, right? So just to take one I mean, but example, that, but, that says, but he said that depression isn't real. But then he's talking about somebody who killed himself because Oof. they were depressed. Oof. So like, right? Depression is kind of real. Mm. I think, I think you can feel depressed, but is depression itself a real thing? So you can have symptoms of depression. Yeah, you can have symptoms of depression, but like the, fatigue, but to tiredness, yourself lack of motivation. I think you know you know what just because you brought that up really quick I think that a lot of today's societies it takes a lot to be diagnosed you know DSM five with like major depressive disorders and things like that and I and I think that we sometimes have symptoms of depression mm. we're not always depressed as a, like like as a label kind of thing like we all have symptoms of depression well that's actually interesting because. Depression isn't actually like you're not diagnosed with depression. You're diagnosed with a major depressive disorder. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference. A major depressive disorder is a disorder that has these symptoms of depression, which are like lack of motivation, fatigue, sadness, tiredness. Along with these, other parameters. Along with other parameters. Right. So that's a major depressive disorder. But like depression itself, like depression, I mean... In any field, just like anything else, it's literally just a word. Right. So, like, the feeling to describe it, you need to use language, which then goes into the whole thing of, like, is language even the proper way of, like, understanding shit mm. in a field that's so subjective? If that makes any sense. I, that's I, a whole other video right That's there. a whole other. That's a whole other video. Man, we haven't even got to, like, metaphysical spirituality and other kinds, you know? Right, see let's see what else he got. Yeah, see what else he got. Yeah. That was an interesting thing that he mentioned. Another thing therapists do, you'll notice, they talk in riddles. They speak in riddles. Hmm, well, why do you think that is? The reason they speak in riddles is because they don't tell you anything. They ask you questions. Because if they ask you questions, they can never be wrong. If they tell you things, they're wrong. If you sit there and go X, Y, Z, and they go, oh, that's because of X, Y, Z, then you can say, no, it's not. Fucking moron. I'm out of here. But if you, if you go X, Y, Z, and they go, hmm, and how do you think X is related to Y? Then you talk for another 20 minutes. That's another hour burned. Burn that time up. Keep paying the fucking bills. They don't say anything of relevance or anything of merit because they can be used against them. They don't want anything used against them. They just want you to fucking sit and chat shit. It's garbage. All right, so the last thing that he basically said was that therapies, you know, therapists use riddles, right? Like questioning. So, like, the actual reason for that, and it is true. Like, I feel like, you know, even I as a therapist find myself questioning my clients a lot and um the reason for that actually is because there's something called self-empowerment 
So if I, as a therapist, constantly give a client the answers, like I think if let's let's just let's just envision if like Andrew Tate was a therapist, <laughs> like, right. like just imagine Andrew Tate, a person like him, was a therapist, right? Like that shit would look mad funny. He'd be trying to give you all the answers to your life problems. He'd probably sit there being like, "Oh, so 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 the reason why you 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 have this problem with your mom is because you're a fucking idiot." It's because you're a fucking shithead. It's because you don't know weakness from strength. It's because you don't know about fucking going forward and, 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 and doing things productively. You're not about movement. You're not about momentum. You're just about staying still and staying stuck in your own mopey way of being, you piece of shit. Like that, I feel like that's the way he would say something. With a therapist. To somebody, it's, like, it's, would you want that? Or would you want somebody that's actually there to actually listen to you and, like, take the time to be like, hey, yo, like... Let's talk about these issues. Like, you got this problem. You got that problem. What is really going on? Where did this all start from? Like, it feels good just to even be listened to. You know what I mean? Like, it just does. You know? I mean, I don't know. There's a thing called unconditional positive regard, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what a therapist, number one thing is. is like, you're not there to do harm. You're there to do uh, good or help. Help. I, I, what I like to say is help you help yourself. Exactly. That's the most basic way I could think of therapy. And and yeah, if, if we gave the answers to all these clients, they're going to come back to us and be like, yo, what the fuck? You told me to like go do this and that. And now I'm fucking stuck in this situation. That's all right. your fault. Of course, I don't want to be responsible for that. So people what? need to understand subjectivity and objectivity. I think that's very important. And I think that your whatever's going on in your life and things that you want to resolve is subjective to your own experience so it has a lot to do with your environmental and genetic disposition and you know social aptitude and all this other good stuff it's a combination of everything so you can't generalize your own experience with someone else's like you might re be able to relate right and that's one thing i have against insta therapy where it's like you know it's very general and like everyone's supposed to feel this way and everyone's supposed to emote and you know, do all, you know, have this whole process on our experience, our life experiences. And, you know, that's why therapy is not, there's not like, like he said, there's not a one plus one equals two because everyone has a different one mm -hmm. and has a different, you know, two because we're all living our own subjective experiences that need to be catered to in, you know, in an individual way. So that's what the thing I have against insta therapy because it's very general and it's not direct to your experience. And that's why you need a therapist because a therapist is about you. It's not about, you know, the whole population. It's not about people who identify similar, uh, similarly as you, you know, is more catered to your own experiences and figuring out what's going on with your life and figuring that out, right? So uh, it's not an objective um kind of thing like it's it's everyone's experience is different man exactly i mean like i don't i i tell people all the time like clients i'd be like hey i don't got the answers to your problems but i could definitely explore them with you mm -hmm. you know and i think that's the beauty of therapy you're basically going to a therapist you're going to somebody you're, you're going on this journey of yourself with them and i think there's beauty and strength behind that i think there's a lot that can be found within all that you know like i think like every time i talk with people it's always an, an exploration it's always more of like a journey that i'm just taking with the individuals not like a freaking 
I'm not, I'm not like a, like, I don't think I'm a God like Andrew Tate and I'm going to give you the answers. It's, it's more of like, I want you as an individual to be empowered, self-empowered. So you're able to make more rational or better decisions in your life based on your self-awareness that you gain from talking with me. And I feel like a lot of individuals gain a lot of self-awareness when we talk because I reflect, I question. Yes, I am a Riddler, if you want to call that. Hell yeah, that's the best part. But, like, I'll be the Riddler. Right. Call me the Riddler. You know what I mean? If you want to Make call you me. question yourself. Yeah, like, I'm, que- I'm I'm throwing these riddles. And the beauty also is that I throw them with metaphors. Like, I'll be like, right. oh, well, that kind of sounds like uh, whatever. You know what I My mean? My man that, Dre got the sauce. Yeah, I got the sauce. So if you need therapy... I'm here. You know what right. I mean? Hit me up. You got, you got to be on the wait list, though. Yeah, you got to be on the wait At list, this though. podcast, that shit going, <laughs> that wait list going to be even higher, so. Hopefully. I, I don't know. We'll you see know. how that goes. But no, but for Sweet. real, though. So at the end of the day, the video of Andrew Tate that we played is called Therapy Ruins You. But in reality, as a therapist speaking from front-hand experience, I'm going to tell you that everyone that I've worked with, I've never ruined. I've never had anyone come back to me three years, four years later, six, seven years later, being like, hey, you fucked me up. Right. Never. That never happened. Right. So for that reason, you got to understand that therapy doesn't ruin you. And I think this is an important video to get out so people understand that. So nobody gets fucked up by that false information that was said by that guy. Because that is fucked up information. That guy. That character. That character. That person. But I'm not going to lie, persona. though. I'm not going to lie, though. He's hilarious, though. Like, of course. He's entertaining as hell. I, I, I fucking, like, like, I like that watching, guy. I like watching I like him. watching I be videos. laughing, bro. I can't even hilarious. Like, <laughs> he's still got more? Yeah. I think, still, I, think, I think we should do, like, another one that he talks. I think, I think the depression more? one. Does, I think the depression one. I think he has more he in said, that he one. Said, he said he had something on depression. He said, watch my video on depression. And that video is not real. I don't, I don't think it's there, but maybe hey, shit that'll it be might, another episode. Yeah. But um, you know we're gonna we're gonna have to call it off here. But uh, thanks for tuning in. I hope uh, you guys learned something about therapy a little bit deeper than what you know right. is said by this guy. Top G. Um, top G. Top G. <laughs> That's funny. I'm the top G. Funny fucking guy. Anyone but with low self esteem is gonna. Once again, Andrew 2%. Tate, please let me like therapize you. Come through. <laughs> no. Pause though. You know. <laughs> Come through, you know. But yeah, that'll be great. We'll chat. We'll, we'll chat. We'll chat. All right. Anyway, this is uh, the Mind Works podcast. Yes, sir. We'll, you know, we're gonna end it here and peace out. All right. Catch you in the next one.